0: You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 326, for the week of Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2018. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. Adam. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, all our favorite reveals from San Diego Comic-Con 2018, and in our discussion topic, we break down the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Son Goku figure. Everyone, but really, I only care about Eddie. Eddie, you're damaged.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I'm here because I love you guys. As a...
0: And also because you can't move or leave the house yeah. or anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so describe the nature of the damage for our, our listeners in, in as much detail as you want to share, and then I'll fill in the rest. Yeah.
1: Well, I think on the last episode I was on, I mentioned that I was returning to musical theater Uh, for the first time in a while and how uh, it was interesting getting back into the habit of doing dancing uh, and all that again and turns out I'm not that skilled at it because I managed to end <laughs> up off the stage and unfortunately landed in a very awkward position uh, that resulted in me tearing my left calf muscle to shreds. Uh, oh, so <laughs> it's, uh, I managed to get two full tears and a nearly full tear, Uh, so very close to a hat-trick there, which has uh, then... uh, I was very stupid and kept going on with two more shows on a (laughs) swelled leg that was basically working like a bit of a kind of fake moon boot or uh, cast for me and didn't get to the doctor till the Monday where they told me what an idiot I was and got put on anti-inflammatories and uh, actually realized how badly damaged uh, my leg was and it actually with the anti- anti-flams and my legs going down meant that uh, I actually couldn't walk on it or use it for uh, quite a few weeks so it's about week three now Uh, I've basically been, uh, housebound. I've just, in this last week, uh, now started to be able to move around a bit. So I've been able to go from the bed to the couch and a couple of trips around the kitchen table, but, uh, definitely getting better and on, and on the mend, uh, now. But yeah, lots of, lot of pain, lot of Netflix, lot of reading. (laughs) Uh, it's been great for catching up on all the comics that have been piled up. Uh, near my bed for some time. But, yeah, happy happy to hear voices other than my own. That's
0: a <laughs> I bet. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. That's no good. Uh, ben, ben, have you damaged yourself in any way since we last spoke?
2: No. That you can no. share? But I, I'm smart enough to uh, avoid, you know, sudden explosive muscle movement, which, as we know, is, um, you know, the best friend of the middle-aged male. So... I'm uh, I'm yes. still in good health, all things considered. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> uh,
0: and, Survive school holidays. Uh, oh, you survived school holidays. Well, that's um, yeah, that yeah. that mm. th- that says something in itself. <laughs> 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 and, and Adam, what what insane things have you done um to yourself lately? Uh,
3: I somehow damaged my Achilles tendon, but that's okay.
0: Um, that's somehow not- it wouldn't have anything to do with all that insane running, you J, would it?
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> it probably has something to do with it was a little bit sore, and I decided I'd run 12K, and then it was really sore. Um, so I think I'll be off running that kind of distance for another week or so, but I'll see how I go running on Friday in like a short distance and see if that hurts too much or whatever. But, yes, other than that, I have um, had a relaxing week for once, which is nice. Oh, that is very nice. Hmm. Uh and,
0: and in your relaxation have you acquired anything recently in the toy department?
3: No. No. I'm still waiting for my pile of loot to increase in size before I push the, the send button. <laughs> and it has. It's, have three. you ever like sat have, yeah. have you ever sat on it for so long that they've just shipped it to you? No, not from big bad. Hobby Link have done that just because it gets to they only go for like sixty days or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Big Bad have never just done the ship anyway, which is nice.
0: Huh. Yeah, that is nice, yeah. Uh,
3: what about you, Ben?
0: Any recent acquisitions? Uh, yeah, yes, managed to get a,
2: a few Star Wars Black items shipped. I had uh, a couple of waves, I think, waiting from one particular e-tailer who, uh, who tend to hold off until everything is uh, has arrived. So about 80% of it has been sitting there for some time. So, um, almost caught up with Star Wars Black. Got the Jew back, which uh, I think is uh, a piece of art. I <laughs> love it. And it uh, was immediately texting Eddie going, Oh, I love yeah. it. It's
1: beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for when we review it, but one of the best articulated yeah. tongues in the toy
2: industry. Yeah, that's right. Come oh, man. That's
1: right. Yes. what about wow. you mr
2: scotty have you acquired an articulated tongue
0: uh, i don't know i feel like i was born with an articulated <laughs> tongue i didn't have to, to buy one i haven't had it enhanced in any way that i'm you know aware, aware of uh i have what have i i was i was mentioning um off show that i've been so busy that i have had stuff coming in but i've not had time to open things so <laughs> i've got a little mini you know, five five minute episode of mini hoarders happening in my um, <laughs> study. Like I, I couldn't be buried under toys or anything, but I could certainly do like a you know toy angel in them. Um, the but I think probably the most recent thing I've grabbed actually is the Ant Man and Stinger two pack oh, uh, nice. from Marvel Legends as I picked over the um, rapidly decaying bones of my local oh. Toys R Us
2: is that sad? He,
0: it, it feels he, like you're fleecing a corpse. It does, but I <laughs> did it, and I'll I do it again um, the, for for those you know, for some nice discounts. But I was like, I feel like I'm apologising to them. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry, I feel bad. Yeah. I'll probably come back. M- you, find-
2: <laughs> you find the weirdest stuff in the weirdest places, too. Like, the staff have clearly lost the will to go on, so they just don't give a crap. Yeah. So they're just yeah. mulling around, and there's just shit everywhere in the middle of the aisles. There's just random stuff on shelves, and you you walk along past the stuffed animals, and there's, you know, a Marvel Legends figure just sticking out. It's <laughs> just, just <laughs> <so> bizarre. <laughs>
1: I have oh, enjoyed, so there was a bit of schadenfreude this week as I saw a lot of people who've been going like, oh, I'm going to wait a bit longer for the prices to drop. I'm going to wait a bit longer for the prices to drop. And then this week I saw a lot of, oh, it sold out before I could grab it. This is annoying. If anyone finds one, let me know. Oh, I really wanted this, yeah. now it's sold out. <laughs> oh, blah,
2: blah. Yeah. And there were clearly um, items that when, when the 10% happened, people were just like, oh, my God, 10%, that's just like a massive saving, and then ran in and bought stuff.
0: Mm. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I went in once thinking I I wasn't sure if they would actually get that two pack or not, like the as they were winding up. And I have been so busy, I haven't kind of been able to check Facebook or anything to even see. But I you know live relatively near one, so I hopped in once and there was nothing. And then I happened to be shopping next door to it and hopped in, and there it was. And I was like, oh, sweet. So. Um, Yeah. You know, that was, that was handy because I, um, and, uh, oh, and I've got, I think I've got most of the, um, the latest, but the Marvel legends, um, venom monster, whatever this one is. Um, cause God knows we need more of Venoms, um, wave, but I have matched, I've seen most of those and I'd like the Typhoid Mary. She's, um, a new figure. So that's good. What about you, Eddie? What are you, besides um,
1: damaged legs, what are you requiring? I've actually gotten a ton since I was last on, surprisingly, uh, that I haven't been able to leave the house in a bit, but uh, there's also been the, uh, it's it's been a little bit since I've been able to record, so we had all that toy sale season at our big W's and targets and that, so I managed to pick up a... A fair bunch of Jurassic Park stuff, including the T-Rexes, some of the legacy figures from the original movies and Jeeps. There was a real large assortment of uh, Transformer items that went on sale as well, including the Voyagers, which is around the 40 to $50 range. Uh, we had hmm. some of those uh, from last year's. Uh, final Wave, which I'd yet to pick up, uh, turn up at Big W's for $15, uh, which was really good. So I picked up both of them. And then very luckily for me, one of the wonderful 15-year-old stock boys uh, also managed to put in that same display, the brand new Voyager figures from the Power of the Prime uh, wave that had only just come out that week, and so I also acquired those figures for fifteen dollars uh, each, oh, no. which was uh, a really good find. Uh, and uh, so yeah, broad Sweet. and yeah, bunch of that. And then uh, recently, I realised how far I had fallen behind in something we're going to talk about. Uh, later on, which is the Dragon Ball Z figures. So I've been uh, had a bit of a scare once I looked up what some of the recent figures were starting to go for already uh, and have just been trying to catch up frantically on that. So I think I've had about five figures come in this last week.
0: Uh, wow. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, speaking of... Um Acquisitions. one of the things that we do annually is talk about things that we may well acquire and review in the coming year. And one of the uh, highlights of the year for us is all of the reveals at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the 2018 version has just passed. And so after the break, we are going to do our armchair coverage. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, San Diego Comic Con has come and gone for another year, and the 2018 edition, uh, is complete. Uh, We obviously don't get to go, although, like, you know, individuals of us have been on occasion. Uh, I believe Ben was the most recent. Have, have any of you other guys ever been? No, Fan Expo is the only big one I've been to. I haven't. Okay. Ben's been most recently. I've been to one in the, in the deeper dark past, but I'm kind of allergic to, body odor and crowds so it's not really my (laughs) thing um and so we really appreciate the people who uh take the time to go for us and do all of the awesome coverage we don't try and do uh breaking news etc or like uh some people seem to do try and pretend that they're there and uh post things we just wait till it's all done and then uh, kind of cherry pick the most awesome. Um, so, just general impressions. First of all, gentlemen, this year, um, you know, compared to other years, what, what was your kind of sense of the volume and quality of toy news and reveals at this year's San Diego?
3: <laughs> I, I yawned. I rolled over. I yawned again. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was a bit flat.
1: I so. I, it's, to be honest, I'm a bit, a bit mixed on. I, I thought it was a rather boring year as a toy collector, but at the same time, I do think San Diego Comic Con has been engulfed by other media as well. And I do like that they are, uh, do seem to be getting a bit back more into comics. So I'm, yep. I'm a bit on both sides like i it was a bit boring for me for them from the toy perspective, but at the same time, you know they were also much less in terms of movies and trailers and things like that being shown, and uh did seem to have a lot more comic panels and things going on so uh i I think there is a silver lining to it, but yeah, from the toys sure. perspective there there wasn't yeah. as exciting as years previous.
0: I think that one thing we've talked about this previously. One thing that I think has changed over the last few years is that the release cycles and the news about these um, tends to come out a lot earlier and more regularly, as opposed to lots of stuff being saved up to you know to be revealed at this point. And that's just the nature of the proliferation of. Media bloggers, etc., that are interested in this stuff. So, in in a time gone by, you would have had to take all of your stuff to something like this for people to take notice of it and report it. Whereas now, the uh, there's a kind of hunger for news in this space. All of the uh, you know, quality companies have got good, you know, social media and, um, press releases happening already. And so I think there's probably just less, it may in fact not be that there's less stuff there, but just less stuff that is, announced there because mm. there are more venues to do it. And, yeah. you know, New York Toy Fair has definitely, you know, become – I kind of supplanted this, I think, in terms of the place where people save things up to, to show. Um, so, yeah, but I, I don't know. I definitely felt this year like there was not as much that was that kind of like, oh, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening sort of news.
2: Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, it doesn't help when people like Hasbro go and create their own convention.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. and it's, it's yes. also a thing that there's leaks and all sorts of stuff as well. Like there's a was a Luke Cage Claire Temple set that was revealed at San Diego, and I've owned that set for about a month and a half now
0: uh, already. Like <laughs> there, there is also time traveling again, Eddie. Yeah,
1: but there, there is just that that weird factor too that there are like there was a whole bunch of Transformers stuff that was listed on. Australian Amazon before, uh, like a week before, that revealed basically all the (laughs) characters that they're going to reveal at the show and things like that, like just media itself creates things that then, you know, people then saw what was on offer and was like, oh, well I already knew this coming in, but that wasn't the plan for the show. Hasbro wanted to announce it at the show, but things just don't work out that way.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's the social media, I mean, I subscribe to the um, various Tumashi slash Bluefin slash Bandai Facebook things so I'll find out when things are coming up if they're not going to be specifically announced at SDCC or something else and like you said a lot of the companies because Hasbro is not the only one have their own conventions or have their own world tours for their product so mm. Mm. and that, and that's what? smart for the companies too
1: because in these day and ages if you were to be silenced for six months between San Diego and uh, people lose Toy interest Fair. and drop off yeah so it's Yeah, and we, like, as people who cover the news from time to time, we'd be a bit disappointed too if it went dark for six months and then... True, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So having said that, it's not like there wasn't anything that we saw there that we didn't want to buy. And we've just, rather than trying to go through company by company, uh, because there was a lot of stuff that was shown there that had already been announced, what we've done is we've actually just done... um, our top picks list each, and we're just going to talk through those, and then we'll pick up anything, you know, at the end that, uh, maybe we didn't discuss, and I am going to start. Um, so one thing I was really hoping to see that did actually eventuate was something that, uh, got, I think, accidentally teased a little bit earlier this year, and that was the, uh, DC Collectibles Six Inch Justice League Uh, unlimited animated figures, Mm. um, which I am super excited about. (laughs) Um, One of the sculptors earlier this year posted a um, preview of the Martian Manhunter figure on Facebook and then super quickly took it down. And (laughs) So, and to the point where I was like, did I hallucinate this? Was yeah, that a custom? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I remember I've asked people a couple of times, like, did I, uh, you know, was this something that I just <laughs> dreamed of this? Because, you know, I've done that before. When I was a kid, I had this really vivid dream that I found an elongated man in Zatanna superpowers figure. <laughs> and when I, I woke up and it wasn't true, I was And I think uh, I devastated. got away with it. Yes. <laughs> Um so I was really pleased to see these and right now it is the you know original the original lineup um plus Aquaman uh much like the original figures um uh, looking mostly like the same um articulation as the Batman uh the animated line which you either love or or hate. Um as I've talked about before when I reviewed the Batman animated stuff, the leg cuts are not pretty, but in terms of supporting those uh teeny tiny legs with those giant um torsos, it actually does give them a decent range of articulation, etc. So um I'm super excited. They're sold Take My Money. <laughs> and, um, if this could get anywhere near the same, uh, coverage of characters as the Mattel, um, three and three quarter line did, I would be mm. so, no. so, so, so <laughs> happy. Endful.
1: Question. Endful though, so, that might put a bit of a dampener on it um, for no, us here in Australia. La, la, la.
0: When, I'm sorry that your life is so sad that you have to ruin it for other people. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> when these guys were announced, there was talk that they were going to be uh, exclusive to purchase through the DC Universe streaming app. Uh, which we don't actually get here in Australia. Uh, so, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, now I could be, no. I could be completely wrong on this. This was from, um, uh, you know, sort of a, a secondhand source on the, uh, talk of them I saw on a comic book, uh, side. But if, yeah, if that's the case, it'll be interesting to see if these guys, uh, hopefully uh, get offered to countries that don't get that streaming uh, app, which I I would imagine being DC, they can just still run it through DC direct and uh, through direct markets, which uh, shouldn't interfere with any run, but uh, hopefully it's not the case.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. And um, hopefully either uh, will, yeah. I mean, I think ultimately – um, I'd be surprised even if they start off that way, if they don't come out in some form because lots of people want these mm. and, um, DC collectibles, cause I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> please, please. Um, <laughs> and Eddie, you're, you're dead to me now. Um, the, uh, <laughs> shoot the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can do, man. That's all I can do. Okay. So I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that and remain super we'll excited about it. We'll just sign
1: John up for like five different DC streaming accounts. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll get my dad signed up if I have to. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> What's this teen <laughs> Titans a few really... Batman thing I'm watching? Scott? So he doesn't really like using his you know credit card on that newfangled <laughs> internet thing, but I'll help him. Don't you worry. <laughs> um. Okay. So in other things that I was excited about, mostly DC related, because that's besides Marvel Legends, DC is my, you know, collecting jam. And I'm a big bombshells fan. And I was super excited to see Big Barda coming in um, that line. And, uh, this is a a character. I don't really love the phrase toyetic, but. Big Barda is definitely a character that you would describe as Toyota. And so it's always surprised me that we don't get as uh, in the statue department that she hasn't had much love. And the couple of pieces that have been done have been her in the kind of bikini outfit, not her whole kind of gear. So we're still waiting on a comic accurate, fully costumed Big Barda, but the, Bombshell's version, which is like a roller derby character, to me is really inspired and great to see because some of the, as the line goes on, obviously some of the archetypes that they've chosen for the characters aren't quite as iconic as some of the originals. But the, the, you know, the roller derby chick is, I think, uh, one that, you know, is. It's instantly recognizable, but if you know the character, it's also instantly recognizable that it's yeah. us So very happy about that. And I, and I thought that the DC Collectibles statue offerings were interesting. I couldn't quite get a feel for the scale of a couple of um, the pieces that they announced, but they seem to be in that DC designer uh scale with a Superman and a Green Lantern that would both be welcome in that line. And I like what they're doing in terms of coming up with some more some more sort of uh generic labels that give like consistent universe sort of stuff there um with a with a, a flavor but pretty comic accurate which is fun. Um so that that was kind of good to see. Uh, another thing which I, I have talked about a lot which i am really enjoying is the advent of these relatively inexpensive small scale pvc statues that kind of around the 50 us you know mark and diamond has uh you know been really driving that but now dc is coming out with some of their own as well um it's a little bit weird to kind of have diamond launching a dc line in that uh space at the same time as dc collectibles are and even some of the same characters Mm -hmm. um that doesn't seem what super smart to me but there you go um i am interested in all of them i've been collecting the marvel not by no means all of them i've been more picking some of the marvel female characters that aren't in the Bishojo line because they scale with that. So I saw on the Marvel side that there was a Dazzler coming, and it's Disco Dazzler, and that's sold and hooray. <laughs> um, and but then on the uh, DC side, we we saw some of the other characters earlier. There's an awesome Aquaman coming, but the two new ones that made me excited about what Diamond's doing with the DC stuff was Deathstroke, Super Luck. Um, Classic, which is awesome, but then also dark side, and so yeah, anything like that where you're getting that that sort of coverage of um, characters rather than just the you know the the standard is always fun, so that was yeah. kind of great to see um the one thing that that uh, I got tricked for a moment just looking at photos from early like I think Premiere you know, premier night. Visitors, I saw an amazing-looking Martian Manhunter statue, and then also an unpainted Starfire, and I thought that they were sideshow premium formats, and I was so excited. <laughs> but they are actually from the Tweeterhead Superpowers statue mm-hmm. line, which is is a, a a smaller scale. I think it's um, is it one, are they one-six scale or no no they're maybe one-fifth. One, they're one, definitely not quarter yeah, no. scale. No. Um, but those both look amazing. That, that, um, that, that, and, cause the Starfire is just a true George Perez Starfire. And I just looked at that and was thought, I don't know if I am gonna, I'm definitely not gonna collect that whole line. I don't need more Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman statues. Heaven help me. Um, but stuff like the you know, they're doing Donna Troy and, um, you know, classic, the Bronze Age sort of Supergirl and, Uh, this one, that Starfire is probably going to end up being mine. Um, Yeah, yeah, super.
2: Super. Even doing, I was even blown away by the fact that they were doing Steppenwolf.
0: Mm. I know. He
2: looks, he looks
1: fantastic.
0: Well, yeah, they've said like they want this to be like a, the the kind of most comprehensive DC statue line ever and um mm-hmm. it is you know the, the stuff's really good looking i've really been enjoying the treaterhead batman classic um line and so if these are the same scale and quality um yeah. i am you know really excited about that and uh just hoping that well, thankfully pop culture here in australia does stock tretorhead because it definitely um, getting that stuff from overseas at the moment is um, pretty much off the cards because of all this importy you know, bad things happening. Mm. Uh, and then finally, I just had to mention the Neca Golden Girls um, <laughs> because that, you know, I mean, who doesn't love Golden Girls? Come on, if you don't, look, there's really something wrong with you. Um, I, I can't say that that I necessarily am going to buy these like i love uh, you know blanche and rose and but but i'm not sure that i need particularly um like do, true dollies of them but the head sculpts on these are amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> and you know the work that's been done like they're, they're kind of like a the, the migo style um thing but they just look fantastic i i um I, I don't need these. I should not buy these. Mm-hmm. It's probably really hard not to, but oh my gosh. It's not my joke.
1: I can't it's, claim credit for it, but I am a bit tempted to get a B. Arthur for my Deadpool collection.
0: <laughs> or your, you know, Star Wars Holiday Special, you know, collection. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but But just what they've done with the, it, like, those head sculpts like, are not just uh, – y- like, really good, but the expressions that some of them capture, particularly the Sophia, um, it's just like, like yeah. it's just amazing. So, so clever. So, I, I can't imagine the wrangling that would have had to happen for that to, to be done, um, yeah. just from a, a licensing perspective, because I doubt anyone owned the Golden Girls likeness rights. Like, um, <laughs>
1: Also just <laughs> dealing with the estates when they get a notice coming through the door, of we want to license golden girl action figures. You think they'll be like, Oh, it's the kids down the road having a joke.
0: Just- it's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we, we've spoken to Randy Falk from NECA, um, you know, in the past. And I think that they obviously have developed some skill at doing these sort of negotiations and discussions. Mm. And, uh, that's great. That's great. There's now, there's a Betty White action figure. Like, who would not want that? Come
3: <laughs> the only criticism I have is that because it's that Mego style, the clothes do make it look like they've traveled down the road and back again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to look at a, I, I need to um, do a little bit of research, but the Blanche to me looks too tall. I like, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Uh, my, bees. Bees. She, she's no, not big Blanche. No, not Blanche. No, no. Rose, sorry. No, not Rose. Michael, what are I talking about? No, Blanche's is... Blanche is... I'm not... Uh, you're killing me here. <laughs> Be Arthur, Arthur is Dorothy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Thinking... Yeah. You Blanche. Say so. Blanche. Blanche is Rue McClanahan. Yeah. I, I think it's just
1: um, Betty White and uh, Granny from Beverly Hillbillies are just... Two very small people, I think that's what's stop going
0: talking, stop, stop talking. Stop <laughs> talking. That's where they know her from. I, know. Uh, I will not, not allow you to bring your lack of Golden Girls literacy into this. Goodness Watch me. your head, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Day. 90s comedy um, girl, Rob Schneider. At his that, <laughs> okay, so on that note,
3: <laughs> Are we getting I can't wait any to any does Eddie have to get an Estelle Getty to go with like a slice the lane so he can do like a stop on my mumble shoot? Ah, oh, that would be great. <laughs> that if if
1: they just started like Nicka just starts doing the work of Estelle Getty like they're doing the Guillermo del Delta line, <laughs> that would just be Beverly. Well, they've Hillbilly. obviously got to
0: like just race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, if I, if, actually, I think it'd be really interesting, funny to do just like kind of you know crazy old lady characters. Um, I want Anne Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> your friend is dead. <laughs> mum from Everybody Loves Raymond. You could just keep George's mother. You could just keep him.
3: Oh my! Mm. God. <laughs> the, the bird that plays uh, Clint Eastwood's mom in the Any Which Way movies. <laughs> Nekka, ne- are you listening? Um, like we'll
0: we'll just even yeah, just send us some free samples, just, and we won't even ask for a commission. Just like you know, start it.
2: It's
3: amazing.
0: Okay. Well, while I um, consider my crazy old lady action figure collection, um, Eddie, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like you to go next so that I can heckle you at, with a lack of knowledge of something that you talk about. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my first thing is one that oh, f- hi, you're wrong, dumb. Yeah, blah yeah. blah. <laughs> Are
1: we good? Are we good? Are you gonna make fun of the cripple. Okay. Oh. Okay. Geez. I'm gonna play that card while I can. <laughs> uh <laughs> Now, uh, one uh, subject that uh, is often a little bit controversial, but it's still something I like, is the Mattel DC uh, figures, uh, which we got a little bit of reveal, not a huge reveal, and a lot of them were rumoured or leaked already. But I am very excited to be getting a Carl Rayner, a new Lobo, since that other one I wasn't able to get now goes for insane amounts of money. But also in the movie uh world, I actually, this is one of the things I messaged Scotty about, and I didn't get a reply, so I'm interested to hear what he has Uh-oh. to say. Uh But the Aquaman movie costumes are actually pretty close to comic book uh, yeah, stylings well, for a DC film. So I, I'd be interested to hear what you think of their Ocean Master and uh Black Manta and even... Uh, Momoa wearing the orange shirt now for it but they they actually don't look too bad plus I don't know if he's a movie figure or he's a comic based figure but the builder figure is the Trench from the Jeff Johns uh, great Aquaman run so I'd be excited to pick that up and the other thing is that Scotty you're finally getting a Katana figure
0: <sighs> yeah I mean to the Aquaman pieces yeah they look they do look really good and DC Collectibles has got some great Aquaman movie stuff as well it, you know, Mattel, this whole Mattel thing is just like, uh, salt in a wound. You know, it's such a, um, after screwing up the end of DC Universe Classics so badly, um, and, you know, it's not something that I have held, that I've held on to because you got to make space somewhere. Um, I'm, it, it just, I kind of look at these and go, yeah, there's a couple there that I think I'd really, you know, enjoy. Um, I, but, some of these uh, female figures, like there's a new Black Canary, a new Starfire, and I don't know. To me, they look yeah, not, not amazing. Yeah, not this amazing. is
2: me. I, I feel like, for me, the, the distance between DC Collectibles and Mattel's DC offerings is just getting further and further. I am... Um, uh, I sometimes actually have to stop and go, so have they actually released any figures that I was going to add to my DCUC collection? Like did they, is the Ray out yet or is that like coming up sometime? Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up when I, you know, remember. Um, and I found that since they've taken that multiverse approach where there's a, a complete mix and, and we, we know Marvel legends are doing the same thing. Um, my enthusiasm has just completely waned. So I, you know, I cherry pick at the best of times and, I, I don't even have like a source uh, of where to get them. I occasionally get on eBay and have a bit of a look around, and so yeah, I saw Mammoth and I thought, wow, yeah, Mammoth looks great. Uh, oh, he's going to be Fantastic. he's going to be yeah. a C and C. Uh, He'll be the collect and and connect, and there'll be six figures that make up that wave, five of which I don't want because they're tied into TV shows that I enjoy but have no interest in buying figures. Or they'll be based on characters who uh, are from, you know, DC New or the New 52 or or some modern costume. It's like, well, you know, I don't really need that particular version of Robin because I already have one that I like. So it's actually hard to get excited about that stuff, and and I think I only just recently picked up um, King Shark, the the CNC, and that's because I picked him up loose uh, off eBay because I wasn't mm-hmm. interested in a single figure in the wave.
0: When so. you see things like Mammoth, you know, that says to me like somebody is putting a little bit of thought and yeah. you know effort into this, and um, obviously they're getting some sales because they're keeping going, but. It it is it is around uh, um it 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 is that uh you know kind of weird, just kind of space where it's like I, I don't understand I I just can't care about these anymore, um like I love Katana and that's something if I get a chance I would definitely pick up that figure because I really love that character, I love Black Canary but I don't know that figure to me it looks like
2: yeah cool garbage
0: like, well,
1: say I don't mind so, this Black Canary. Sorry.
2: Oh, you know, it's it's passable, it's just not actually something that I want, you know, considering that I'm still waiting for damage, and I'm still waiting for a Zoriel, and I'm still waiting for a XYZ, you know, a Golden Age Mr. Terrific. Um, oh, uh, good old I, XYZ.
0: Yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that annual was yeah. fantastic. But, yeah, <laughs> so I think that, yeah, that gap is getting a bit wider. Yeah,
1: Okay. Well, my next one is one that I'm sure everyone's going to be excited about. And that is that, uh, Mattel have decided to do the move that always works well for every action figure company. And that is switch up the scale of their figures and take the Jurassic Park, uh, human character figures into the six inch, uh, territory rather than the three and three quarter. Uh, territory now the saving grace here if you couldn't catch uh the sarcasm in my undertone is that uh one of the first figures they're going to be doing is the ian malcolm uh so the jeff goldblum so even if you just wanted a great jeff goldblum yeah yeah uh you can (laughs) just just (laughs) pick this up hopefully there's a shirtless variant that comes out uh
0: down the line i certainly hope so (laughs) Uh, i mean J- just for accuracy, you know, it's yeah. such an iconic image. Like I, I can want to take my underwear. Want, yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, <laughs> one risky move, I think. It doesn't look too bad here in the images, but uh, Mattel do have a habit of uh, having better things on display than what we get in hand is a Chris Pratt figure uh, while Hasbro's doing that uh, sort of good work with the face printing stuff. It'll be interesting to compare a Mattel 6-inch uh, Chris Pratt to a Hasbro six inch Chris Pratt. Uh, and of course we get Blue, uh, the Raptor. So I'm hoping that we see more of the original characters as that's sort of my area, but, uh, I am interested to see where it goes. But yeah, I, I always question when they decide to mix up the scale, uh, of figures, particularly when the three and three quarter figures have only really just hit shelves. Uh, themselves and let's have a look what we got next next uh, my other piece which I haven't actually put the link in uh, for sorry guys uh, is uh, NECA I've shown off some uh, some Terminator uh, items uh, which I'm excited about. So we are finally getting a Necker John Connor figure, which sort of rounds off the uh, last of the four main characters from Terminator 2. Uh, but also going along with that Terminator 2 uh, theme is we're getting some Kenner homage figures, including the Swap Arm uh, T-800, which is a very iconic figure for me. Growing up, so I'm just personally, I'm very excited, uh, to get that red-shirted, uh, Arnie figure with the half-cut-off head and the big grabby claw arm. And it says in the description that he's gonna come with the other arm, so you can, uh, swap it out. Uh, some of the big news, which was spoiled, as I mentioned earlier, uh, from Hasbro, we have the new Transformers generation theme, which is War for Cybertron Siege. So they've been doing this trilogy theme recently, we've just coming out of the Prime Wars. And the new trilogy, uh, has been revealed to be called War for Cybertron. Uh, this section's known as Siege and it's gonna be very weapon heavy. So, uh, they're bringing back Micro Masters, which are sort of like Micro Machine Transformers. And they can actually connect together into weapons for your basic Transformers. Uh, there's a character called Cog that, uh, both transforms into a Transformer and a vehicle as well as six other different weapons. Uh, and we're getting some nice classics returning. And my favorite being a leader scale ultra magnus uh, that comes with uh, for the first time in ages the white optimus prime repaint that they did back in the 80s Uh, and so he connects into his armor piece to become the sort of ultra magnus design that most people know from the 86 movie but having that white smaller robot transformer uh, Minimus Amber that you can then combine up into the inside of him is uh, very exciting. There's been a lot of third parties of that, but I can't really, I think, yeah, I can't really remember the last time Hasbro did one that uh, have those two actually combine uh, between each other. So I am definitely excited to see where that line goes. And my last pick that I just had to add in uh, because it was my favorite uh, piece of San Diego, and while Marvel Legends was a bit on the yawn side for me overall, uh, the Marvel Legends Hercules figure uh, I am very excited about. <laughs> it's based on the modern version of Hercules, which Uh, from the Dan Abnett run which I was unfortunately a little bit late to I only got around to this series right as it was being cancelled but a fantastic run Uh, for those that don't know Dan Abnett's the guy who basically uh, brought around with his writing partner at the time Andy Lanning the new version of the Guardians of the Galaxy so if you do Mm. like Star-Lord Rocket and Drax and all that as a team uh, you've got him to thank and he works the same sort of magic here where uh, Hercules is basically the most hated Marvel hero he's fighting New gods that are gods of things like apps and barcodes and all that but (laughs) he's basically the only guy who can see them so they all think he's kind of drunk out there just punching at air in the streets and everyone (laughs) hates him but he's actually sort of saving the world so uh am very excited to get a a great uh figure version of uh that style of the character and i'd like that original Hasbro one, but it is definitely not aged well and a bit flawed. So I'm happy to get a new version of him. That's me done. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. I, I think th- that, that Hercules was one of the, um, happy surprises for me out of the, um, the Hasbro reveals. My, my original Hercules, the got a bit smoke damaged, um, mm. From long story. And so I'll be happy to replace him for sure. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Adam, yes. what, what are your happy <laughs> selections from this? I was like, oh, that's me. I have to tell someone to do something. Um, <laughs> feel, feels too much like
3: work. Uh, I have essentially um, only a handful of things. Um, so unsurprisingly, one of them is Dragon Ball reveals. So we have yeah, we have had reveals of figure arts versions of um young Krillin, so basically Kid Krillin. Um a hey. Yep. Uh we have a Mr. Satan with the little dog Mr. B that he has. Okay. Um we have what I am referring to as Bath Matt Broly. So <laughs> <laughs> the broly in his uh, Dragon Ball Super um, appearance, I have no idea why the hell they're bringing him back, but there we go, and um, a video game only character so far in Android 21, and um, for people that haven't played Dragon Ball FighterZ or whatever it is, like myself, and uh, interested in their backstory, um, yeah, I, I couldn't make sense of it quite right, it's... It seems messed up on very many levels. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, they look pretty good, or at least um, I like Satan and I like Krillin, and um, Android 21 is interesting, and Broly looks about as janky as his new design uh, deserves. So... um,
1: that's nice. Now I I'm I'm going to defend Broly a bit because I missed out on the original yeah. releases and he yeah. goes for insane yeah. amounts of money. Uh so to it might not be the version that I would prefer given the choice, but uh to be able to get him at a fairly reasonable price, uh I am uh, happy
3: with that. Yeah, uh so look, I don't think the character is that great a character, and this redesign just is terrible. Like it, it's awful, <laughs> in my wow. opinion. Like
2: bath it, oh, mat, I can't unsee that now.
3: Like it's <laughs> meant to be a birthing, but it looks like a bath mat. It's like oh a nineteen seventy bath mat. Anyway, <laughs> we shall move on. Wow. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, one of which I think was actually revealed before SDCC um is the Lego Voltron, which um I think is super awesome. And I think from what I've seen in other places you can actually have it as either the Five Lions or the, the Voltron robot, which is really cool. Um and the other one which will please uh my lovely wife know end is they are doing Harry Potter Lego again. Um because the first mm. the first sets um were there and blink and you missed it thing a few years ago, uh, and now go for ridiculous amounts um, aftermarket, so it's nice to see that they are doing new sets.
1: And I think what's good, if I have uh, paid attention properly, is that apparently the Hogwarts pieces are now being designed so that if you kind of collect them all, you can actually sort of place them together and build the larger castle that's going to be an accurate design. Um, that would be excellent. Yeah, so, like, it's not going to obviously be one-to-one, but um, it'll be a more uh, proper-looking Hogwarts uh, if you buy them all, apparently, which which would be
3: really cool. Cool. And a good excuse Uh, to buy them all. Yep. And hopefully the Hogwarts Express is not ridiculously priced like it was last time. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, (laughs) no, I know. I'm already clenching.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, Ben... Huzzah! Our, our, our faithful, you know, uh, cleaner-upperer, bringing up the yeah. end, making yeah. making sense of it all for us. Share your wisdom. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, very mixed bag for me. Uh, I find myself for the four days glued to a sort of social media trying to uh, get a look at reveals. And, yeah, mixed bag is pretty much the best way I could sum up. I mean, there, there was a lot of really interesting stuff that I thought, I'm glad companies are doing that, giving it a try. Uh, I think Weta in particular um, surprised me with some of their stuff. They're doing some 1-6 scale figures for things like Warcraft. And if you have a look at the the King Lane, who was um, played by Dominic Cooper in the film, like the, the action figure is just insane. Like it's, He's got this incredibly ornate armour. And uh, they've just captured it really, really well. And so it's, it's not something that uh, I'll pick up. I'm trying to get away from one-sixth now. But I'm glad, you know, there's still people doing things like this. And I think Weta was also, uh, I think they were the ones that were doing a new Planet of the Apes line that's very much, uh, I guess, a bit of a stylized, um, you know, PVC statues. And they look pretty groovy as well. Um, and that's something I might consider if I could actually see them in the flesh first. Uh, I'm not really trying to collect any new lines, but um, I thought stylistically they were were pretty groovy. So, yeah, some some nice things out there and happening. Um, most of most interest for me uh, had to be the sideshow stuff, uh, in particular uh, the new Marvel pieces that are coming out. Uh, I think. Somebody has come into Sideshow and really got them to step up their game. Uh, they've yeah. announced quite a few new pieces over the last few months and you can see in the production that they really have taken the, the production of these one quarter scale statues to a whole new level. Um, the detail, the, the, the way they're casting this kind of flesh colored, you know, resin, um, just looks amazing and, Uh, of course, what do you do when, when you sort of creating this whole new world of quarter scale statues, you re-release all the characters that you've already done. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I've got to admit that actually peeves me to no end. Um, you know, I've, I've got most of the quarter scale pieces that I want that have already been released. And, you know, when I look at my X-Men collection and, you know, I'm, I'm, really quite pleased that I I have all of the X-Men pieces that Sideshow have done. Uh, and then you find out, okay, they're starting off with another Wolverine. It's like, okay, I remember, you know, Scotty and I had a chat to Randy Bowen and Randy said, look, you've always got to do the Wolverines because they sell and, you know, that puts money in the bank. So, you know, I, I gave them a free pass on that one. And then they announced, uh, you know, the new Psylocke, the new Emma Frost, the new Rogue, and I just thought, gosh, really, guys? You've done all of these characters before, you know, yet we still don't have an Iceman, we still don't have a Beast, we still don't have an Angel, we still don't have a Nightcrawler. Um, there's a whole bunch of villains that y- you could do, you know, like Mr Sinister. Um, and And so, yeah, it sticks in my craw a, a little bit, and then I'm going to completely become two-faced and say that I got really excited when they announced the new rogue Marquette, <laughs> um, which just looks, uh, astonishingly good. The, uh, the art direction for this piece is amazing. A lot of people were discussing how did they actually get away with doing that? Because she's only suspended by one arm and the rest of her is actually in the air as it were. Uh, and uh, well, I don't think anybody has quite worked out what a Marquette is. Um, You know, Marquette's traditionally uh, are are bigger, but this time, you know, it is quarter scale. Um, So the only thing we can kind of put it down to is Marquette means that it's a lot more complicated in terms of actually, you know, the design and the the execution. So, yep, I'm I'm pretty keen on Rogue. Um, The one thing I have noticed about the new sideshow pieces, there's been a lot of discussions about the portraits. Uh, and and I think they're really trying to do something different, I I think you know, in the past, a lot of the faces have that generic look, and it's really the, the hair that kind of defines the character. And so I think they're trying to bring a, a unique sculpt to, you know, each of these pieces. And so people were criticizing Emma's portrait and Rogue's portraits and, and, and et cetera. And I'm only going to buy this if there's a second portrait because, you know, that one's ugly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Rogue was a, a big win for me. There's a couple of others I'm interested in, like uh, X-23, Um, I've been reading uh, the comic, and and the character's really grown on me. So, yeah, I'm interested to to see how those go. I'm terrified uh, about the prices. Um, As Mm. Scotty mentioned before, you know, there are pieces now where you have to really consider whether it's worth getting it from the U.S. Um, You know, we've mentioned this possibly on previous shows about um, the Australian government passing the new GST where you pay 10% import on everything. Uh, and that doesn't just include the price of the item, it includes shipping as well. So when you're spending premium format money and then it's getting sent EMS directly from China, which gets you know almost up to a couple of hundred dollars, um, an additional 10% is considerable. So um, it really does become a case of, well, you know, is this one really going to sell out? Do I really need to get the X? Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll play the long game. Um, so I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, next up for me, I, I haven't actually gotten too much into the whole Mezco 112. Um, there's, there's not a lot of characters that I'm busting to get. I'm actually probably more interested in getting characters that haven't been made in Marvel Legends. So I, I don't feel this need to replace every one of my Marvel Legends with a, a, a 112 collective figure just because, um, So I was blown away when we saw the images of Black Bolt and Lockjaw uh and this just looks like a whole lot of fun i think this also demonstrates that mezco is thinking outside the box um and not just producing you know these six and a half inch action figures but you know we've got the law master from judge dread they're starting to sort of look a bit further afield which i think is just amazing um i always thought lockjaw might end up being a builder figure in marvel legends one day but possibly the uh Inhumans humans tv show tanking um have probably put an end to to any sort of uh, inhuman love <laughs> in in the future um so this this will be a definite one for me i, I thought it was amazing
1: can i just um, i, I got to put this out as a public service announcement uh one of my growing pet hates in Collector Forums at the moment is people constantly asking, is Metzko 112 six-inch? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Let's just nail this down now. Ed, every time someone posts a Metsco112, there's always someone who's like, is this six-inch? So yeah. yes, yes, it is. It's done. Put, put it out there in the world. It's, we, we've clarified it. No one needs to ask that question anymore. Yeah, if you do yep. forget and need to know, just Google yourself. Don't feel the need <laughs> to bother others with the question. Just there is a thing called Google. It's very quick to do and <laughs> it will answer your question.
0: Wow. Return yeah. to you. And by the way, we're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> I do
2: love that people start taking photos of these things. Like it's amazing you can actually Google something like that. And some fan somewhere will have taken a photo of the Mezco 112 Collective Punisher next to a Marvel Legends Punisher, just so you, the, the searcher, can actually see the difference in scale. Uh, you know, it, it's great how often that actually happens. So, um, yep, so that, that was, uh, impressive. The only thing that's really cheesing me about the Mezco stuff is, the, uh, the, the, long production times, like they're, they're pretty much, yeah. you know, Scotty and I have Very joked so. about, hey, did, did you pre order that sideshow, you know, premium format statue? Great. Can't wait to review it in 18 months. Um, and yeah. Mezco's the same. They, they have these horrendously long, um, you know, production times. And, and, you know, every now and then I, I go and check the, the dates and I go, have they adjusted that date? I'm sure they've changed that date. I'm sure it was, you know, meant to be three months ago. So, yeah, yeah, a bit, bit annoying. I mean, I'm uh, sure we were, we were talking about Popeye this time 12 months ago. Um, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, where
0: is he? <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that's right. So, um, moving on to obviously, uh, a biggie for most of us on the podcast, and that is, of course, Hasbro's Marvel Legends. Um, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, this year, I think more than ever, I, I've, really sort of had that wake up to Marvel Legends. You know, Scotty has commented in, in the past about, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with them re-releasing Toybee's characters for a number of reasons. One, the Toybee's character was probably crap. Uh, and two, you know, there are people that genuinely missed out on those figures back in the day. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, I, I'm just more aware of that than ever because...
0: Who are you and a, what have you done with Ben? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I know, it's bizarre. Um, well. well, you know, look... We're members of a couple of Facebook groups, uh, an Australian Marvel Legends um, community, and there were people just going absolutely mental over the the Marvel Legends, um, you know, previews, and I, I just I was just blown away. People who were going berserk over, you know, Giddy and Gambit, and, and and you know, it's like finally, Gambit, you know, this is the best SDCC ever, and I'm like, really, ever, really. Heather, how long have you been collecting for? Um,
0: Because you know, like they do
2: the releases, and I go, okay, well, you know, that's cool. We're getting silver sable, and you know, there's a couple, and um, you know, my pick, uh, you know, for the, the whole point of this particular segment was, of course, the Marvel Legends Kingpin, and uh, I've said before I'm not big on um, re-dos. Uh, I do recognize that there are figures uh, of characters that need to be redone um, because they were made at a time by Toy Biz uh, and, and technology has come a long way. Um, but, you know, I'm still very, very, very much of the opinion that I would rather have a new character than a redo. Um So... Yeah, this was a hard one for me, but I just I saw oh, wow. I think it was Toyark did a um, a bit of a photo shoot with the the Marvel Legends Kingpin, and it's just an amazing figure. I think the expressions on his face are fantastic. I can actually see some possible future reuse for people like Mr. Hyde, uh, who's someone I've been asking for for a long time. Um, but you know, overall, you know, it was still disappointing for me. I, I know people are just berserk because they're getting Gambit. People are berserk because they're getting Professor X, and, and these are all characters that I've had for a long time, and, so yeah, I think I'll be I'll be cherry picking, and I I, mm. I did laugh. Um, Eddie and I were actually watching the the Hasbro panel live, and it was hilarious when they did the um, the preview of the the first figure, and it was uh, it was a Spider Man figure in his um, black costume, the symbiote costume from a very, very recent uh, storyline in Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. where really the only thing that is different is the shape of his mask. And uh, <laughs> when they showed it, they, there was like two guys in the crowd that went, "woo," and everyone else was just, <laughs> was I just silent. And I, you could just feel it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to now, spoiler alert if you haven't read Spider-Man 800, um, but uh, that's what the that black suit and the red yep. gob- goblin are from the moment people are like oh that was such a great story that was such a great story the great part of the story is after wearing those stupid costumes for three issues they finally take them off and fight as spider-man and uh yeah. proper green goblin with some wonderful uh Stuart eminent art so the greatest thing about those Costumes that people reference is when they take them off. <laughs> it's a great moment. So it, that's like I'm not normally the negative guy, but seeing both of those, I was just like, really, like out of everything, it's it's these dumb costumes. It's but yeah. uh, there's always that. Like the the other one that sort of surprised me even because we talk about like at least with classic style Gambit that came out in 2003. So that's been 15 years, yep. but people were going nuts for ones like Black Hat, which you know, that was yeah. still in yeah. the new version of the packaging uh, that's only just recently uh, come out. But there's people even that sort of couple of years that are like, oh, I wasn't collecting when that original one came out so I'm happy to get this. So it is interesting. There's now people who have only been collecting in the new Hasbro era, era that are now starting to go like, oh, I've got that one, and then people coming behind them that are like, oh, I'm excited to get this. I missed the original and just realizing how ancient we are
2: well we are and i mean for people like me it's not just the fact that i've been collecting marvel legends since they first came out but i've been reading comics for over 30 years and so when i see someone who is incredibly excited about the reveals at sdcc and they say oh you know i've only been collecting for a couple of years and so i don't own gambit and i don't own a professor x and i don't own a such and such and that's really exciting and i sort of think wow you know it's I'm starting to realise that there's this massive, massive generation gap now between collectors. Before, it used to just be people who collected Marvel Legends and people who didn't. And now you're actually seeing there's people who collect Marvel Legends from three or four different phases. Um, You know, it's people who've been collecting for quite some time, but they're entirely driven by uh, you know they're in their late twenties or, or something, and they're driven by the X Men cartoon from the nineties. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know they've they <laughs> yeah. barely uh, and and they barely read it, an issue in their thinking, life. So,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh look, you know. <laughs> James on the uh on the, <laughs> yeah. the Facebook page. Um you know, I I give him grief all the time, yeah. but you know, he lovely guy.
1: Yeah. He he loves every time that I point out that Jim Lee only did twenty four issues of X Men. Yeah,
2: right. Yes, that's, uh, that's exactly right. Um but you know, it's it is starting to get frustrating for me that uh, in particular, you know, there are waves of figures. I think it is the, uh, the Cull Obsidian. Sorry, I'm just going to say Black Dwarf. The Black Dwarf <laughs> wave with Cull Obsidian as the thing. I think I'm getting one figure from that wave, and it's Black Knight, um, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason yeah. I want that Black Knight figure is because I want the Garret Head, so I can actually have the villainous Black Knight in my um, my villains display. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm I'm completely uninterested in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's just not something I care for. Uh, and then you you've got the same thing with the multiverse. You know, issues that I mentioned before, where you're getting a lot of figures who are repeats uh, in a different costume, like Black Cat. Um, you know, I never need another black cat figure ever because I picked up the one from, you know, um, from the the Spidey series a couple of years ago. So for me as that veteran collector waiting for, you know, I, I keep saying that I want people like Jack of Hearts and Shang-Chi and, and people like that. But I, I don't think it's really, yeah, you know, T-Ray, <laughs> that's right. Um, but I, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for someone like the Swordsman. Um, you know, I think he's someone that um would, would be a good fit in a future wave. But yeah, so, so no I don't know, no, i mean, in in two minds there, but I think the Kingpin is a a really, really nice figure. I,
1: I um, think we can all agree though that Skullbuster is them going, What can we do with the deathlock buck?
2: In a... Yeah, and, and I'm yeah. fine with that. Because you know the the Outback series um, for me that that particular storyline which ran for a few years you know gave us Jim Lee and whatnot uh, and Mark Silvestri um, is one I'm I'm quite fond of um, I thought the Reavers were quite good but um, yeah, Skullbuster is great because he's a universe builder for me I've I read that storyline I remember when Donald Pierce took over. Um, the readers, you know, I'd I'd love to see some of the other readers. I don't know how they'd um they'd pull off a, a couple of them, but um, it, it's nice that there's still someone at Hasbro that that can kind of push for these characters. You know, it's like Skullbuster didn't appear in the cartoon and he hasn't been seen for a while in the comics, mm. but somehow, somewhere, sitting around a table in an office, he managed to get that one you know over the line, which I think you know is is fantastic. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just, I think that's just the future now. I'll, I'll just be cherry picking and, uh, yeah. I think uh, I'll give credit to, to Hasbro around things like the AIM two-pack, which obviously is a follow-up to the Hydra two-pack that was quite successful. Uh, unfortunately, you know, not readily available here in Australia. But, um, you know, someone at Hasbro is pointing out to the powers that be, uh, and they say, hey, you know, we've got this guy called Multiple Man, and you can have many of them. So you're going to have guys not just buying one, but if we have three heads, they're going to be buying three of these figures. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope that that two pack is something that continues and, you know, we see, yeah. uh, obviously the hand ninjas, um, you know, Hellfire Club goons and, and that sort of stuff. But anyway, um, look, uh, yeah, digressing there. I think last one for me was probably the Marvel Select Rogue, um, and it, Actually, when everyone was really excited about that, it suddenly occurred to me that, no, Rogue hasn't been done in the Marvel select oh. line. Isn't that really weird? And I went, yay, yeah. it's Rogue. I have to get it. So, And, of course, it that, had to be the shit uh,
0: leave. Of course, yeah. That X-Men um, Danger Room series... Has been going for a very long time. In fact, yeah. we reviewed the Colossus on the very first episode of this show, if I do recall. Yes, that's right. Um, so it's uh, um, great to see that they've continued to, you know, kind of pump those out. Like obviously they're not rushing, but um, you know, and that that that's a would be a really nice tidy if you wanted to just collect a line of X Men action figures and be able to uh, not blow your budget. All at once.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, which I thought was just fantastic, is whoever is behind the art direction of the new DST um, marble statues, the Diamond Select... Uh, you know, not something that that I'll be collecting, you know, because they're on a smaller scale um, side of things, but some of them just have these amazing poses that I thought were so much fun. Uh, characters like Gwenpool and um, Squirrel Girl um, really just look a, a lot of fun. It's not just that sort of standard museum pose. They, they really have come up with some really clever ideas, and I, I had a lot of fun just looking through them. It's cool. Very
0: cool. Okay, anything uh, anybody noticed that we didn't talk about that you think is worth a mention before we wrap this up? One thing
1: I forgot to mention, because technically it wasn't a San Diego Comic-Con reveal, but it kind of was too, because they revealed it the day before and had it on display at San Diego um, when it opened, which is that Dark Horse are getting into 112 figures and are doing, I think it's with Mm. 1000... First company a new hellboy six inch figure that's going to be like the medsco 112s uh so it looks really good and i am definitely interested uh to see where it goes i'm still very happy with the medsco uh ones but i am a huge hellboy fan so happy to Uh, check out a new figure but also if it does well potentially seeing uh other figures from the bprd universe in that six inch scale
0: Mm. yep cool well thank you gentlemen as always it's great to look back on uh We'll actually probably look ahead to things that we're likely to be reviewing in the next couple of years. And I, I'm i sure that you had your own favorites as well. And if you want to share any of those, you can uh, let us know, and we'll let you know how to let us know at the end of the show. But before – that rhymed. I didn't mean to, but oh. it did. <laughs> the, but before we break into poetry, we will just take a break and come back, and then we will break down something, but not really don't cry. <laughs> Damn it. Never heard think. that joke before. That's great. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash AF Blues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of the silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash AFBlues.
2: Well, now it's time for our discussion topic of the week. And for this episode, we are actually doing a breakdown of the Bandai SH Figure Arts Kid Goku figure or Sun Goku figure. And, uh, yeah, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you will have heard Adam wax lyrical about the Figure Arts line of Dragon Ball Z figures. Um, I can remember way back just listening um uh, yeah, and and just feeling like uh, I was missing out on something and then I actually started watching Dragon Ball because of Adam's reviews and, hey. uh, yep, uh, and not surprisingly, uh, I love it, and then started collecting the figures. Um, but this figure has uh, something a little bit special happening and it is the first of the Bandai SH Figure Arts line that takes a step back to Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. And uh, this is, of course... Uh, Goku when he is a wee lad uh, and uh, I was very excited when I, I first saw this figure because uh, I recently have been watching Dragon Ball right from the very beginning um, with my tadpoles so we all sort of uh, pile onto the couch and uh, watch a couple of episodes at a time until it got really really violent and then I had to sort <laughs> of get them distracted with something else but I'm digressing Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, guys, your, your initial thoughts when this figure was announced. Excitement?
3: Yeah, I was fairly excited. (laughs) It was, um, it was interesting to see them go back that far, um, considering at the time it was a lot of Dragon Ball Super stuff, so. It was nice to see that they weren't just going to go. Ah, it's Dragon Ball Super from here on out. Thanks a lot, champ. <laughs> now, I'd I'd be before we get into the
1: figure, I'd actually be interested to hear, Adam. What what was your sort of background with Dragon Ball as a franchise?
3: So I started watching Dragon Ball Z when it started airing on Cheese TV back in the day. So this was like late nineties. I think I was in uni by that stage, um, and then. Shortly after that, or after watching a bit, I went down to the old comic shop and um, they, shortly after that had been on, so I think it was maybe six months after it was on, um, Viz had started releasing the um, collected versions of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z at the same time. So um, I had the pleasure of reading Dragon Ball Z as well as Dragon Ball at the same time, um, like from the start of each of those Points in the story, uh, so it wasn't like I was just reading. Okay, Dragon Ball from the start through Z, all the way to the end, or just reading all of Z and then coming back for Dragon Ball. It was reading both at the same time. Mm. Mm.
1: Because I found I was similar to you. I started watching Dragon Ball Z when it uh, premiered here in Australia on Cheese TV. Uh, I was about thirteen at the time. And I got at the newsagents, it was sort of a big uh, Dragon Ball Z magazine book that would be comparative to a who's who of um, DC or a Marvel handbook type one that had all these different characters. And I spoiled myself on a bunch of different storylines that were still uh, coming up in Dragon Ball Z, uh, but also started to learn about Dragon Ball itself. And the way it talked about it, it was very... Uh, uh, almost academic and like, okay, and this character will go here and will, it does this type of thing. And then it was around 2001, uh, they were bringing the show out on, uh, cartoon network here in australia and it was actually like treated as a big deal they're actually going to be re-airing it during prime time at like seven thirty, and you know it's your final uh, first chance to see what the background behind all these characters you've been watching for a year or two was and mm. uh mm. your first time shown in australia and i sat down to watch it and i was like this is a kids show What's going on? There's all like eyes are popping out. There's all this silly stuff going on. And I stopped watching it. I actually really hated it, and then the toys came out, and they're a completely different scale to the Irwin uh, d b <laughs> figures, and they look stupid and were pre-posed, and I actually really for a long time had a bit of a bad taste in my mouth towards uh Dragon Ball, and I sort of treated it in this like I appreciate that there's a you know, backstory to some of these characters here, but I don't really need to experience them. And it was only about 2008 that I actually went backwards a little bit and I sort of tiptoed backwards. I went with the last saga and then I tried the saga before that and sort of went <laughs> backwards to experience it all. So I actually started out in a bit of a weird position with Dragon Ball, which was not one that I was overly fond of it. Mm.
3: See, whereas the thing I found was I actually find it harder to watch the anime than to read the manga. Like, I can easily just reread the manga because I think it's hilarious. Mm. But the anime, yeah, it's funny, but partly I already know all the jokes and all the story, plus it takes so much longer to get through it all because it's broken into 20-minute episodes or whatever, versus I can just go, oh, yeah, and just rip through, you know, um, an arc of Dragon Ball in maybe twice maybe 40 minutes or so. Yeah. So
1: the, the best thing about the anime, I'd say, is, and I actually went back and watched a couple of episodes for tonight's review, uh, is easily where it's like, well, this was meant to be a much more ruder joke in the original version, and I had to <laughs> fill in some dialogue here to explain what the characters are doing. Yeah. I think
2: one of the one of the things I really enjoy is uh, with the anime is the version I'm watching is dubbed... But has subtitles that are based on the original Japanese dialogue,
3: <laughs> so
2: they're, they're sometimes it's like they're having two completely different conversations, <laughs> and it's like no, that's not what he actually meant. And yeah, it's 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 quite entertaining. But you know, talking about this figure, I, I do believe this was first shown quite some time ago, wasn't it, Adam? And it sort of disappeared for a while
3: shown a while ago, I think the first time they showed it may have been like SDCC or something last year or the year before, and we got to see just an ass shot of this figure. So it was yeah, exactly. literally Goku's bum and tail.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they, when they finally showed this figure, um, we, we sort of sat around waiting for it and there was no, I think much like um, Shenlong, there was... It was shown, but then there was no indication it was ever going into production. So, that well, we yeah, sure. I
1: think I think that yeah. was actually a slightly different figure. To the, was that the Blue Gi? shirt, like a child Goku and Blue Guy no, around the time thought... of the Super Saiyan Four reveal? And there was like another, or no, it uh, could be there was another Goku in the mm. end of the Boo saga. Blue Gi.
3: I could be confusing it with. There may have been that. I'm just going to go and do a check. So you can continue talking and I will catch you. <laughs> Cause that, that
1: is a bit of a problem with figure arts is that they can reveal a lot of it <laughs> shows, but what actually goes into production, uh, it can often be slightly different and you may end up getting the character, but it might actually be a completely different figure from what was shown, uh, yeah. to begin yeah. with. So. Definitely. Because I, I remember, I think that one was actually a bit smaller than this one. Because it is uh, worth noting that this guy isn't really in scale with the other figure arts uh, Dragon Ball items. Yeah, he,
2: he's definitely little, and uh, you know, I think um, in the, the very earliest episodes of Dragon Ball, he's about ten, around ten years old, and he's uh,
3: a yeah. bit older than that because he gets his age wrong. Remember.
2: Well, I remember when he he actually – I think it's a couple of seasons later and he's actually talking about he's now 13 and um, I think it's Bulma who sort of freaks out because she thought he was about sort of – you know, he was older than that. But, yeah, he's, um, he's quite tiny and you have to sort of think, you know, did they – um, I guess scale this figure up ever so slightly to you know try and accommodate for some some tiny parts but um, look you know this is a, a typical um, SH Figure Arts figure in terms of the packaging there's uh, nothing really new happening here if you've seen one you've seen them all which I think is great because you know look um, you do have that sort of familiarity and you can walk into a shop and uh, they, they certainly stand out immediately which is great um, but I mean I think you know i'm I, I just i do love the original dragon Ball with with Goku and you know the the spirit of the character so seeing that image on the front of the box where he's got you know the big smile happening um and they've they've sort of captured that immediately um you know certainly fills my heart with joy um but uh you know the, despite being a little figure it's it's still a pretty decent sized box mm. it yeah. is
1: and
3: they the, uh, to fill it out a bit. Some yeah. of the packings are taking up a lot of space, um, but there's an there's awful not...
1: lot of
2: them.
3: <laughs> yes, um, and Goku's ginormous melon takes up a fair bit of space as well.
2: It does. All right. Well, look. Um. You know. Uh. When we get the uh the figure open. <laughs> One of the things you notice straight away is that Goku takes up about a third of the packaging and the rest is uh, is extras. And I honestly can't think of a figure in this kind of scale that comes with as many bits um, as this one does. So um, the first thing you notice is that he comes with his trusty Nimbus, um, a.k.a. His, his sort of flying cloud. Uh, for those people that don't know, Dragon Ball was loosely based on Journey to the East or as some savages know it as um, Monkey. Um, so he has his cloud that he rides around on, um and they have actually included that, which is kind of cool, given that you get so many extras anyway. I don't know whether that was them feeling guilty because he's such a small figure that they they needed to sort of you know include some other stuff, but boy, you really do get some extras, so all right, guys where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the figure and then go into the accessories? yeah, sure. All right. Well, uh, Adam, you, you probably have a better understanding in terms of the terminology for um, some of these um, some of these joints in terms of the articulation. Do you, do you want to just give us a, a, a brief rundown?
3: Yeah, no worries. Um, so I will start at the top um, with the head. So I think it was the Yamcha figure um, was the last one that I previewed that had removable faces, etc. So, and I said they'd change the way the ball joint works in the head. And this all looks to be the same setup. So if I just, um, finish taking his head apart there. So it's the usual remove face, uh, remove bangs, remove face plate, get it, um, head type setup. And they have got this weird block thing that slots into the head. I am not going to re- attempt to remove that, given my, <laughs> my, um, well-known credentials as a toy wrecker. Um, <laughs> Following that, there's a bit of a ball joint that pokes into this block, which is cool. But then instead of it just being um, essentially a ball joint, at that, sorry, a, a rounded ball joint that pokes into that and then a, the, the actual socket joint and then another peg with a rounded um, plug at the bottom that goes into the neck to give you that double articulation off the head, um, it has that, that going into the base of the head it then comes out in this weird thing that looks like a pair of testicles. Um, <laughs> that then has a post coming off of that, which, um, you put into the, into the neck. Um, so that's interesting. The neck where it's normally double jointed, it has some give in it, but I don't think it's meant to be articulated. I'm not going to bugger around with that too much because I think it'll break it. Um, so that's different from normal for a start. Um, as we move down, I don't think this, ha- oh, not, does have... Ah, that's very interesting. So at the shoulder, where it's normally um, the butterfly joint, but the um, sleeve is separately articulated on top of the shoulder, this time the sleeve is the joint, uh, the butterfly joint, into the chest, and then the shoulder is separately articulated as a a ball set up um, into that. It's then a a fairly standard swivel joint at the top of the bicep. Um, It's a full ball joint, which is... Oh, is it? Yes, it is. It's a full ball joint, um, socket set, um, at the elbow, which is not what we normally get. We normally just get a straight, um, double jointed hinge at the elbows on, uh, Dragon Ball Figure Arts. It does mean that there's not any, um, authentic elbow looking parts, um, at the, the elbow, obviously, um, which is a little bit, you know, lackluster in terms of detail but it's a fairly small arm, so I wouldn't be too upset about that. And they um, did kind of and... have sausage arms in the art design.
1: Yeah, in the little yeah back at that stage,
3: <laughs> correct. Um, and it's also, you know, I actually kind of would rather have a ball-jointy type setup and get that extra range of motion anyway most of the time. Um, and then it's just the standard ball-jointed wrist um, with swap-out hand. There is a... It's really only oh it's a double segment segment torso so there's a bit of a and a mid-cut rotation twist thing there um there's a waist joint the legs are very interesting at the hips um so if you read the instructions it actually says oh look if the this part comes off of the leg don't worry about it just take the leg off and put it back on <laughs> so what's actually happening from looking at it is the leg is the old style leg before they had the the T-jointed crotch piece thing, the new articulated crotch. Um, So it's just a straight ball joint type thing into the top of the leg. But the hips, if I actually take one of these legs off on purpose, wait a minute, wait a minute, if you can break anything possibly, um, it actually just has what the sleeves normally are and the sleeve, Seems like it just kind of plugs onto something somewhere, but I can't work out exactly what. Or maybe it's just in there so well that it just rotates around. I think it's Um,
1: on a disc behind the ball peg there. So it sort of clips over the ball peg and then sort of, so as you move the leg, it's the leg itself that's actually moving the sleeve, but it's just kind of gravity and clip keeping it in there.
3: Yep, you are correct. Um, So that's, I think, new tech that we haven't seen before. Hmm. And then the knee is, uh, again, just a ball jointy type thing. Um, Ends at both sides. Ankle, go Oh
1: No, I actually didn't realize it was a ball joint. I just thought it was a regular joint. But uh, when you said ball joint, I tried twisting it in a different way, and it does do the 360
3: completely. That's cool. Yep. (laughs) Um, The ankle is a ball joint. I've got one of mine. It's pretty stiff and doesn't want to turn, so the foot doesn't level out properly. Um, there is a toe articulation and there is a little plug in his bottom for (laughs) attaching one of two tails. Um, and that obviously gives you some level of articulation around that because it's a swivel joint. So plenty of articulation. Um, it doesn't really compromise the look of the figure. I mean, when the knees bent, it looks a bit garbage because it's not got the, um, sculpted knee cap. um, but other than that, I think it's it's pretty good for a figurative
2: yeah. size. Uh, I think the amount of articulation they've managed to get into this figure, given how big he is, because he he's not he's not big at all. I mean, really, it's the hair that um that makes him look bigger than he is. It's it's a it's a, a an engineering feat. Um, you know, d- just playing with those arms, the the ball joints. In his wrists are so tiny that uh, you know I'm actually afraid that something is is going to break in those arms. It's um really quite amazing, but man, that that melon head of his, you know, and that hair, um, he's seriously top heavy. Um, I found even before I'd attached a tail, I was kind of playing around with some poses, and I'd go, oh yeah, that looks really cool, and then I'd stand him up and plonk, um, you know, over he'd go immediately. So um, obviously you have to make use uh you know of the you know, one of the tales, but, um, yeah, speaking of tales, um, Eddie, do you want to sort of talk us through uh, some of the trillion accessories that we, uh, we have here? <laughs> uh,
1: so he has not only two tails uh, but three different facial expressions so we get a uh, sort of angry battle ready face which I believe is the one that he comes in uh, in the box uh, yeah. you also have a happy excited face with eyes open and a happy excited face with his eyes closed and the sort of two little hill designs that uh, are often used <laughs> in the character design to depict that I don't know how that works but that's <laughs> the way it runs <laughs> uh, you get two different versions of the power pole one is an unsheathed version and one is a sheathed version the cool thing about the sheathed version is, is that uh, the top handle of it you can actually unplug so when you're posing him with yeah. the uh, full extended version you can have that there and have the sheath empty or you can just plug that handle in at the top and keep that in when you're having him uh, just travel around with it you get uh, 14 different pairs of hands. 14? Fourteen. 14? So Fourteen. Yeah. Is,
2: is this a record? This is a record, isn't
1: it? 14 hands. It would be close. I don't know if it takes the... Re- <laughs> yeah, it would be... Somebody would, write in and tell us. It would be, be a, it would be a, a contender, at least. Um, <laughs> uh, chances are there's one that has, like, the similar, and then they'll have, like, one that has, like, some special one-off special <laughs> hand, if it is, uh, that beats it. But probably the coolest accessory, and it's the first time uh, we've really got it. There's been some faux ones before, like with Shenron, uh, but we've got a Dragon Ball uh, for once Yay. with one of these figure And, of course, being uh, Kid Goku, it's the four-star Dragon Ball, which is very important in the story.
2: It is his gran- mm. and grand. And the Nimmis that one. we mentioned. And the flying Nimbus, and of course the stand with which to uh, yeah, attach it to. Oh, I'm, I'm still sorry. I'm, I'm still stuck on these hands. Like it's just astonishing. Okay. And rather than actually go through them, just just imagine every conceivable. Um thing you could do with your hand there is actually a hand that represents that, so you know there's the there's the just and punchy hands you know there's the open hands which kind of in, you know imply he could be waving or something there's the karate chop hands there's the fingers up victory hands i mean it's just you know it's <laughs> it's it's overwhelming actually like in trying to sort of work out which ones you want to do for what pose um yeah. I think what's blown me away for, for this, um, you know, I commented uh, a couple of episodes ago, Adam, when you were reviewing Yumcha, um, in that the, you know, he obviously comes with a couple of swap out portraits, um, but they're all very slight var- you know, variations of the same thing. And, and there wasn't a lot of range, um, in what they'd selected, which was disappointing. But, um, you know, with Son Goku here, I think they've just nailed it, um, you know, one of the recurring themes through the whole Dragon Ball is, um, you know, Goku is, is the innocent one. Um, he's this young kid. He's got a good heart. Uh, and, you know, he, he constantly comes across, uh, power hungry warlords. He comes across, you know, mercenaries who kill people for money. Um, and, you know, he never takes things too seriously. He's always, you know, happy uh, until he's absolutely pushed. Um, past a certain point and, and then he kicks ass. Um, and I think the faces they've chosen are just fantastic. Um, my favorite is definitely the, um, the happy eyes wide open one. I, I think that's the one that sort of sums him up for me. And it's the one that, uh, you know, I have displayed most of the time. But, um, just the, the sheer number of accessories, it's just mind boggling in terms, you know, I think he could sort of come in every day and, um, switch things out and move him around and you'd never run out of options
3: Yeah, um, the things that, I, that I'm looking at this and I admittedly only opened it up tonight, um, with the accessories I found it astounding that the amount of um, stand support that goes into the Kinto Un, so the Flying Nimbus um, I was looking at it and I was just before reading any of the instructions I was like, why are there so many plugs in this thing? Um <laughs> So there's a plug for having a figure stand that supports Goku standing on top of it. And there's another plug. There's two plugs for underneath it so you can have it, um, flying. I thought that was impressive. Um, and then looking at the, the two tails, it's interesting that we got two tails instead of just one, which I think is Mm. the most we've ever had before for, um, the Vegeta's. Um, and I'm just trying to work out. I think the long straight tail is whether or not it's actually strong enough to hold Goku's way, because I think that's what it is. It's a tail set up for ah. holding things, because otherwise that just looks dumb, right?
1: Well, I think also I've found that tail works well for when you're doing sitting poses of him on the Nimbus uh, there too, sort of having it because it sort of shoots up his back. It's not uh, down in the way on the cloud um, mm. itself. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does also. It does seem to hold his weight oh. a bit in terms of upside down hanging like a possum. Um, yeah, which
3: he did used to do a bit of, yeah. so mm. that's mm. kind of cool. Um, it, I also uh, love that the the um, Turtle Dojo um, sigil on his G is actually done with a yellow background instead of a white background, because in the that, the draggable timeline of the anime, they didn't use white. They used this off-yellow colour, which... Um, it's really nice to see them capture that and not just go, ah, oh, yeah, it's white. No, it's not. It's off yellow.
1: Yeah. And I, I love having that um, uh, Kami uh, symbol design uh, back because there has been some figure arts where they sort of didn't put that on Goku's gi. Uh, but it's very yeah. iconic to this part. Like, you, you couldn't have this this character without that design.
3: Yeah. I mean to be fair the the ones that they knocked it off are basically for later in the series when he does stop using it
1: so.
2: yeah actually, it would be fun if you could um wrangle um you know that tail to to sit in a certain way that you could you know potentially have other characters um you know using it to to hang off of um you know the recurring theme um in dragon Balls that you have to be sort of pure of heart uh, et cetera to be able to ride. On the Nimbus, and so most people who try to just immediately fall through. Um, and, you know, it's Goku's innocence that allows him to, to cruise around on it, etc. So, but speaking of which, now, do I, did I imagine it, or did they show us a Chi Chi a while back?
3: I don't think mm. I've seen a Chi Chi. Um, we've got Bulma coming.
2: Yeah, okay. Maybe, I'd, um, maybe I'm just hopeful. So that means, <laughs> what, Kr- Krillin is the second in the. Uh... Uh,
3: Roshi. Roshi,
1: yep. Oh, of course, yes.
2: yes, Roshi,
3: then Bulma, then Krillin, from memory. Cool. And I think each are coming with a Dragon Ball? I would expect so, because the instructions also show that you can fit, they fit in that um, slot at the base of the Shenron figure. Hmm. So Mm. that would imply that we're going to get seven total. Or we're going to have figures with multiple Dragon Balls.
1: Yeah.
2: Look, um, you know, I think we've been pretty, um, glowing, you know, of this figure, and I, you know, I'm genuinely struggling to, um, to, to fault it. I, I, I love the character.
1: I, but, I do um, have one, which is to jump back to your facial expression, uh, comments. Uh, the one area that I'm disappointed in, and this is a real nitpick, because was, <laughs> as we mentioned, everything about it has been really great, but. Um, And it is a little bit greedy to ask, but I do kind of wish we had a more neutral face uh, for Goku or maybe even just that more sort of blank puzzled face that he would often have when Bulma would uh, um, be explaining something to him or that, like all of these ones are mouth open uh, expressions, Mm. it would be one to have... Uh, a mouth closed expression uh, would be great, but that's, as I mentioned, a real small nitpick. But uh, one thing that I didn't get to mention with the face swapping either that I actually really like, though, is I actually reckon this is the best figure arts I've seen where his bangs blend into the rest of the head sculpt really well yes. that you pull out. So, um, it, it's yes. almost almost seamless, like from a distance. You really can't notice it at all.
2: And, and even though there is that really fine seam, you know, you'd almost be prepared to um, give them that as part of the manufacturing process. Like they just had to
1: do yeah. that to, mm.
2: you know, to do it. It's just a natural seam on the the body. But to see that that's actually where, you know, his hair does actually separate, so that you can change the portrait. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I love this figure. I I think you know they've done a, an amazing job, and um, you know he sits proudly on my shelf, and I've got a miscellaneous. Shelf, and at the moment he's um, all my other figure arts are packed away, so he's sitting in amongst the Palisades Muppets at the moment. So I just, <laughs> uh, I, I just had to get him on display because I, I, I just enjoy it that much. So uh, yeah, lucky we're not giving Dolly ratings because um, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty comfortably give this guy a ten. I really don't have any issues.
3: Okay. I have one minor nitpick, um, and that is that the four star has the stars painted on the outside. Um, they ought to be embedded in the middle. I can mm. appreciate from a cost perspective that doing that is ridiculous. Um, and the only other thing, which is not a nitpick, it is more a fervent desire, which is that Goku, one of Goku's hands, will be um, big enough to hold to hold a Dragon Radar, which I assume we will get with Bulma. Mm. Mm. But that thing would have to look ginormous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a shame that the um, the kid Krillin, you know, he has his uh, his little sort of forehead dots because, um, you know, I think once you remove the hair and the the portraits, it'll almost be interchangeable. Uh,
3: except that no, Krillin, the white. No,
2: he hasn't got a nose. He doesn't have a nose and
3: he doesn't have whites in
2: his eyes. Uh, well, I was just thinking about um, Eddie's comment in regards to the the relaxed portrait. So, I don't know, maybe in the future there'll be a re-release and they'll but uh,
1: well, it's always out a bit the blue-ghee sort of look. Mm. Essentially. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, guys, that was uh, a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, he's hoping... And uh, Eddie, you've uh,
1: got another stash uh, as well. Yeah, I've, I've been buying these up like uh, crazy <laughs> at the moment, which has been fun. It's it's always a bit of a weird um, period when I, re- I... I tend to do this about once a year. I realise I haven't been buying them, and been putting them off because i think as new ones come out there's like oh they're not too bad in pricing that's all right i can wait a little bit before i uh grab them up and then like goku black at the moment is just starting to skyrocket so i'm like oh i need to actually <laughs> get that before that becomes the new Broly or um mm. whatever and then um get through so Slowly picking up, but it's good to, we have the wonderful Adam on who, um, always about once a year has to deal with my questions, which I think this one was like, <laughs> is the new Goku out already? Cause I noticed a lot of eBay auction sudden and is this just pre orders or is he actually released? And then within two days, I already had him. Uh, in yep. the end, uh <laughs> basically, uh, so it's always cool to see, you know, hear some that Adam's reviewed before and get to check out when I do these buyings. And then there's also the new ones that come out. So it's like, Oh, I actually get to have one before Adam gets to review one. So this is always interesting as well. I get, I get a fresh take and that. So uh, it's, it's a weird time <laughs> to. Uh... run through but i i always amazed i keep thinking like oh this is a good line because you get like three or four a year and it's good but it's basically one to two a month now these days yeah yeah it's
3: impressive
0: all right very good well, that's it
2: for this show. We are going to finish off now. But if you have some feedback from – oh, sorry, we don't have any feedback. But if you'd like to hear your questions, comments or suggestions on future episodes, feel free to email us at podcast at com, and you may just hear it read out.
0: Well, guys, that's it for another year. When do we uh, – uh-oh. For San um, Diego, not,
2: uh, not us for a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, didn't, I was about to say when when's the next big sort of toy show, but, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to stress anyone. New Sorry, York yes.
1: Comic Con, I think.
2: Yeah, and November.
1: Usually,
2: yeah. Uh, we'll just have to get through our pile of loot between now and then. Yep. Very good. All right, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time.
1: Bye. Good journey. Bye-bye
0: the action figure blues podcast can be found on itunes and stitcher radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com wherever you listen please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show our theme music is by robert crandall our ad music is by scott holmes the afb logo is created by Nate stones We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. There is no way that you haven't reviewed that already.
2: Aren't they all called Son Goku? No, you know, there wasn't a Saiyan anywhere
1: in there.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, the, <clears throat> and it,
0: this is actually the first Dragon Ball figure
1: I
3: think we've done. Yes. What? Yeah. Truth. truth.
1: That's truth. the truth.
0: Well, we've been Dragon Ball Z.
3: Technically, that's uh, still Dragon Ball, but
0: you know. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't don't tell them, but they all look the same to me.
3: <gasps>
0: okay. Okay. Here we go. You're not working for Disney anytime soon.
1: <laughs> wow.